0: Heresy and betrayal—these are the words being used to describe the treachery of the War Horus and his three brothers, Materian Fulgrim, and Angron, against the innocent Hive World of Estevan III, once a flourishing planet, now a wasteland, desolate and lifeless, after the Emperor's favorite son unleashed the Imperium's greatest weapon—the deadly Life Eater virus. However, all is not lost. Some valiant legionnaires survived the onslaught thanks to quick thinking and a timely warning. Hidden deep within a bunker under the Coral City, these legionnaires broadcast the truth across the galaxy. Forever hunted, they have vowed to broadcast as long as possible and remain free. Radio Free Istvan. What's going on, Radio Free Istvan listeners? Uh, this is Michael with uh, Radio Free Istvan, and this is episode 16 of of on the Horus Heresy 30K podcast out of the United States and uh, mostly Texas because, you know, I think we got the, uh, I think the the weight kind of tips the balance with the Texas call because we actually have our other co-host, Chris Pretty on the line. Go ahead and say what's up, Pretty.
1: What's going on, guys? How's everybody doing? And
0: then lucky for you guys out there, we also got Mr. Kimmel on the line. Go ahead and say what's up, Ryan.
2: Hi, guys. What's going on?
0: So, you heard that right, people. You're going to have a menage podcast today. You got all three of us in your ears for all the ear goodness. Uh, me and Chris are out of Victoria, Texas. It's sweet the crossroads. And then we got uh, Mr. Ryan Kimmel out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, getting all the different type of weather up there. Not the scorching death heat that we got down here. Yes probably grass still grows over there. It does. It's grass.
2: It's- Still ninety one degrees with like a hundred percent humidity. I don't know what it is down there. That's cute. That's what it's at night down here.
0: That's our yeah, that, winter. That was,
1: <laughs> yeah, that was last night when I was trying to watch the meteors sitting out there sweating.
0: Yep. Dude, I can go outside right now and like grab a chunk of my grass and like just just basically rub my hand through it like a girl's hair and it'll just come out all grass like like a chemo patient. That was dark. <laughs>
1: That was, that was, I was like, is he going to go? Oh, yeah. He, he just went there.
0: <laughs> that was so dark. I don't. <laughs> but, so anyway, yeah, guys, we are the, uh, like I so, said, we're 30K Podcast. We got two Texans and a Indianapolis, Indian, what do you all call yourselves? Indiana? Hoosiers. Hoosiers? Two Texans Hoosiers. and a Hoosier in the podcast today for you guys. Uh, we got a real simple little podcast. We got some other projects we're going to be working on as well today, so... Uh, you're gonna get a, a few things in your little upload stream. But just letting y'all you know right now we got a few few things we're gonna go over. We've got some hobby progress and Chris has some games that he's gonna actually get to go over. I think uh, those are with the, the Golars guys, right? They I think you spent some time with them?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. I was out of town for work and uh, in San Antonio and got to spend uh, two different Wednesdays with the Golars crew. They're at Dragon's Lair in San Antonio and the second Wednesday I actually was able to get a great game in that's so good yeah those those are great guys man it was it was a lot of fun well that sounds
0: good man let's go and kick this off ryan man for starters i see you working on something over there it looks like some sort of terrain like a little wall or something yep What, what, what
2: have you been working on buddy uh i so this uh indie toy and comic con thing that's coming up that we've been talking about a little bit Yes. So my sister is helping organize it, and her uh, boyfriend Brian is running some dungeon crawl event for uh, kids. And I've had this uh, 3D dungeon forever. I'll show you guys. It's uh, made out of dental plaster. Can you see all the pieces in the box? Oh, wow. oh yeah. So that's like stacked. Like you can't really see how deep it is. With those tiles, are like five deep. So I've uh, been working on getting this dungeon painted because he's wanting to use it for his event. So when it's all done, you can see right now it's just plain gray. Mm-hmm. It's all done. It'll look like that. Oh, that's nice. lord. If you're going to do all those little tiles like that? Yeah. So starting the dry brush step on some of the uh, like accessory pieces. I haven't done the floor tiles yet. So I figured while we're sitting here talking, I'd be working on this a little bit, knocking some of this out. How much longer do you have to work on that? Like what I'm guessing is 500 tiles. Oh, I don't know. This dry brushing step will take the longest. Then, uh, so the steps are you dry brush it, you wash the entire piece with null oil, then you dry brush it again. Um, then you just, uh, start gluing some little flock on and it's pretty much done after that doesn't take that long really so i did this piece right here um i got that done in two minutes i timed myself like but so but i had it you know everything sitting here ready so i'm just gonna assembly line this stuff like i said the initial dry brush takes the longest um after that the washes are easy oh there's some argrass Earthshade shade on this too you just do it in spots you don't do the whole tile just to you know make it give it some color variation like natural stone so
0: doing math you got about 500 of those little tiles at two minutes a pop it's going to be a thousand minutes which is
2: about 16 hours so yeah yeah that, i painted uh each of my zone mortalis tiles took me about 15 hours and i did you know a four by four section of those i got like 480 hours in it counting the terrain so this is nothing 15
0: hours and then those are gonna have little kids playing all over them too so you know
2: you know they'll appreciate it (laughs) yeah they won't care they'll probably spill drinks and spill drinks and shit on it drop them they're made out of dental plaster so i expect like i'll probably get them all done and then like drive off into a ditch or something on the way to the con and they'll all shatter or something so what? oh that's dark okay
1: <laughs> I just, man I just, what what is it with you guys this morning
2: <laughs> uh, that's just how life works man that's all right
1: you get it I, back i woke up,
2: like,
0: I, woke... <laughs> like, I don't know if this is jam or jelly
2: but jeez <laughs> I,
1: like, I guess i'll bring the lightness to to this uh, podcast this morning because i woke up had a breakfast taco having a great morning so far no darkness in sight <laughs>
0: oh how lucky for you with your breakfast taco Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not eating yet. Yeah, me either. I'm, I'm gonna go Spend get my a... dogs. and yeah, my cat's eating—that's for sure. We'll give me a cinnamon roll here in a minute. But anyway, saying about cinnamon rolls. What else have you been working on, Ryan? You just been working on dungeon crawl templates.
2: So, so I did. Uh, I recorded an episode of the Varangian Heresy with uh, Jody and Chris. Um, I think Freddie, Freddie was on vacation or something, so I didn't get to talk with him. But hopefully. Uh, I'll either get back on there, or I know he's coming over here next year, so hopefully i got to spend some time and talk to him face-to-face there. But um, other than that, I built and painted a uh, salamander chaplain, which I've sent you some pictures of. He, I basically converted my own Xyphus uh, Jur from Book 6. Um, nice. And then, uh, you know, you can obviously also just use him as a generic chaplain model i also uh built and painted a primus medicae um i had so i already have a chaplain but he's in terminator armor and i already had two primus medicays but they're also in terminator armor so i built these guys to be the power armored version or artificer armor version of that um i dug out this giant uh, dungeon and primed all these pieces just laying it all out on cardboard and priming it, it to forever because this stupid plaster like soaks up paint like MDF or wood, so I went through, like can't tell you how many cans of spray paint mm. to uh, make these things gray. Uh, I've been working more on the... I, I uh, While doing the varangian podcast, I was actually building the crew for those Gorgons I just recently built. I finally got the bits in to you know build the Trader crew. So I got all the crew for that built. Um, I had one of my... Uh, thunderbolts for that same army i was missing these certain spikes if you get the forge world extra armor upgrade kit for like a chaos rhino it comes with these weird like really stubby spikes and i've bought like three or four of those kits so i knew i had some more laying around and i'd use the other half on the other plane and then i you know didn't have any for the other one so I finally dug through all my bits and found those other spikes and added those on there. So my trader militia army is all but done as far as being built. Other than I need to build a Malkador, uh, or not a Malkador, a, um, what's the other. Is it? Yeah, it is a Malkador, right? The, uh, the super heavy tank with two barrels. Yeah. The one with the demolisher cannon and the battle cannon. That's yeah. also Marines Yeah, that's yeah. about yeah,
0: good. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So my brain shut off there for a second. So um <laughs> 404 not found. <laughs> so uh, that's the only that's the only vehicle I have left to build for them and I I have it. It's uh it came in right after the uh, Stormblade and the uh, other Avenger came in. So anyway, I've been working on Working on that storm blade. I sent you some progress picks. I don't know if you've seen those on your phone or yeah. not. Yeah, got them, got them last night, buddy. It's it's taken forever because I wanted to match the other one. So I'm using all these blood and skull bits. Well, we I can tell you right now the blood and skull bits were specifically designed for a bane blade style with the turret, not for a shadow sword style with the big, like, ass yeah. end on it. Yeah. Because it overlaps where the extra fuel tanks and shit are supposed to go. So I had to, like, make cutouts into the fuel tank and then get all these other bits and then build them back up to cover all the cut marks and stuff. So pretty hot and heavy with the conversion work on the back end of that, even though in those pictures I don't even know if you can tell.
0: I feel like total shit because I couldn't tell. Like, I didn't notice. And, like, I put those fuel tanks on uh, on my uh, Storm Sword. Whenever I built it, those exact same yep. fuel tanks. Uh, for those of y'all that don't know, uh, on the Blood and Skulls Industries, it's it's got it's a uh, machinator from the uh, Bolter and Chainsword uh, forum. He actually made up these special conversion kits before there was any like you know fell blade or anything like that. Like he he made these conversion kits uh, to convert your Bane blade and all this stuff into fell blades and fell hammers and all this stuff. Uh, But he made these special fuel tanks, which are fucking so much better looking than the one little weedy ones that come with
2: the actual. Well, they just look like an oil drum. It's like, well, any asshole with a bolt gun could just (laughs) shoot a hole right in that. Like they look so unarmored. Like, could you imagine an M1 Abrams with like a fucking propane tank you see out beside somebody's house, like just strapped to the back of it with some fucking.
0: With tubes coming out of it
2: some bailing wire and some duct tape holding this tank on that you could just like be like, Oh, here's my last gun. You have no more fuel. Gotcha. They make zero sense. So yes,
0: they do make zero sense. So the blood and skulls industries actually makes this like, like badass replacement fuel tank. They, They actually make what? Three different variants of the fuel tank. Well, three different things that could go in that spot. They make like a power generator one. They make the fuel tank. And I think, I think they make like a a bigger fuel tank of the drums. Like it just, yeah, they just make massive armored drums, right? Yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah. The ones that I have look like just an armored box with like a gas cap on them. They actually look like, I, I mean, I used to work excavating, but if you actually look at a bulldozer or like look at a cat D6 dozer, how, where the fuel is, that's kind of what it looks like. There's like a little square box thing that is the tank. It doesn't look like a oil drum stuck to the back of it.
0: So yeah, I'll definitely get these pictures posted, and I'll also post some pictures of uh, the actual, uh, the actual like eBay link on where to find these field drums. But knowing I put these together already, and I see that you've like cut out probably like
2: a quarter of it. I can already tell. Yeah, I had to to cut out the quarter, uh, like a corner of it, like straight into it, and then straight over to get that where the hole would fit down and they would fit around it. And then I had to find some bits that fit into the gaps because the the piece that I had to cut out to make clearance for is at like a weird, it slopes in at a weird angle. So even, so, when you make your cuts, they're typically going to be straight. And then when you put that in there, it left a gap. So I had to like find some things to fill the gap and make it look like, you know, didn't, basically where it didn't look like shit. It looks good, dude. It looks good. It looks like you did a lot of work to get those
0: fuel tanks on there, though.
2: Yeah. I probably could have just stuck the drums on there, but it's one of those things, like I said, I already have the other tank built, so I want it to match the other tank. It's supposed to be like the sister tank, you know, to the other one. So, yeah. I, got them on there, though. They're on there now. But that took like a long time to do that. And then um, just straightening all the. The resin pieces, a lot of them were warped, so the main hole, that whole part that lays in the center was warped like if you held it up, it was like limp, like like banana shaped, so I had to heat it, bend it back.
0: I'm the worst when it comes to rebending resin models back. I'm one of those like you know super glue and accelerator we'll hold it in place until that (laughs) one
1: (laughs) brute brute force
0: yeah until that one day where like the stress just overwhelms the whole model and just collapses and implodes that's uh that's a that's my motto
2: i've done that before (laughs) the the biggest problem i have with that like on that that's like a large piece so it'd be really (laughs) hard to do that too because it's so large the whole
0: model would just be like shaking under stress,
2: <laughs> it's like a it's like stringing your bow. It's like yeah. holding a like holding a bow back for whatever. It's just like gonna break loose, and at some point it's just gonna snap in two and just like catapult pieces across the room. That's what I'm yeah, saying.
1: The, the very first Spartan I put together. That's what that's the way I did it. I used as much fucking super glue as possible, and I rubber banded that thing for like a week. And when I took the rubber bands off, I was like, okay, this thing's probably gonna fly apart as soon as the rubber bands unleash it, but, uh, it held, it, it held together pretty well. I was surprised, but you could look at it when you looked at it. You just, like you said, seats almost visibly shaking.
0: I, I love how, like, it, it's like basically like a snare, you know, like you leave it on the table it's like, Oh, I guess you destroyed it. And they go and like try and hand you your model and it's like, just blows up on them. <laughs> like, oh, guess you owe me a Spartan.
2: But, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And like I said, I just uh, working on that, working on the the dungeon, you know, which will take me a while, just working on that in small steps. And then I actually finished that chaplain and medic so you can post pictures of that and then um, recorded that other podcast and then um, got some other content in the works to put out on your guys's network. So doing my homework for that, that's That's pretty much it.
0: That's really exciting.
2: So, yeah. So, what have you gotten done? Uh, me? Uh,
0: so, I got one of your resin bases, or one of your bases, I got casted up. I had to order some more silicone for the other base. I just have, like, barely enough to make one more cast, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going to chance it. I'm gonna just going to order some, and then if I don't have enough, then I'll just keep adding it. So I uh, cast one base up, and I was like, okay, let me just go ahead and mass-produce this 80-millimeter uh, sidewalk base, and so I did. Uh, I ended up making, like, four of these 80-millimeter bases that I'm not going to use. I'm only going to use one of them for my uh, Golden Death Blossom, which he's on right now, and uh, so got that. got that resin casted. That took, like, no time at all, and then... Definitely wanted to get it painted up, so I painted up. Uh, I used uh, Games Workshop had a a tutorial a while back on. Um, oh, man, I, I'm trying to remember that painter's name. He's like the 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 like the British dude they used for everything for painting on the Games Workshop channel.
1: Yeah, I, I know which one you're talking about. I don't I, know his name though. He,
0: he's such a nice guy. Like I wish <laughs> I remembered his name. But uh, anyway, so I he had it's a Mark
2: Bedford, is it?
0: It might be. I don't know. He's like the games workshop.
1: But... I've
2: never I've never seen these videos. I didn't even know they exist till so you just brought them up. So
1: Yeah, dude. Oh, they're they've got some good stuff out there.
2: Well
0: that's a that's actually what I was gonna say. Is like uh he actually released a video a while back on how to paint the cities of death not cities of death tiles, the uh uh well basically their their tile sets that they offer, the realm of battle for the city. And, Sector
2: Imperialis.
0: Yeah, the Sector Imperialis. He show how to paint the sidewalks and all this jazz. And so I just went through and I was like, okay, I'm going to go and watch this video and I'm going to do everything he said to do, except I'm going to do it on this little base. And so I did that, came out looking great. And I was so confident with myself. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it a step further. I don't want to use some of this secret weapon miniatures, uh, water effects in the curb. And so took some water effects, filled it in on the curb. And then I took some, uh, Uh, some Agrax Earthshade and some Flesh Fleshshade, and I let it, like, drip onto, like, into the mixture of the the Secret Weapon Miniatures water. Yep. And, dude, it came out, like, this, like, super murky, like, water effect on, like, inside the curb. And then, like, right where you put that manhole cover, I just put a whole bunch of, like, water effect in there. Like, it was retaining water because, you know, metal and, you know... And so, like the water stayed there. The water stayed inside the curb. Like everything else on the base looks dry. Like you know, I hit it with a with a mat with a matte uh, varnish, which by the way, you're you're, I think you're the one who recommended testers to me.
2: gold coat, it's the shit. Dull, it's the shit, dude. Hands
0: yeah. down. Fuck me, like, and, and I like. I'll tell you in a sec. I'll, I'll go deeper in that in a second, but uh, uh, but yeah, man, like the water effect looks so like it takes to the next level, you know, like it, it looks good, but then, you know, you drop in this water effect in the curb and
2: this is the stuff I use for water effect. You ever seen that
0: realistic water from hobby lobby uh, clearly?
2: Well, it's from uh, woodland scenics. Oh, but it's 16 fluid ounces in one container. So you get a lot of it. No, I don't know how much
0: less than half of like a Vallejo size bottle is what i got from okay. secret weapon well
2: but th- it- this is pretty expensive these are about 20 dollars i think On if you buy them on you could do some shopping on amazon or ebay and maybe get them you know closer to the 15 dollar range but um you can take this stuff and pour a little in like a just like a bullshit water bottle you know after it's empty mm-hmm. and then take some paints or washes and put them in there and like you know stir it around to make it yeah. murky or make it whatever color you want and then pour it out that's how i did this swamp board behind me
0: do that see that's the kind of like that's the kind of fun-filled like n- hobby progress we need like so basically what you do is like if you want like a a muddy as water you have like a pre mixed solution of muddy as water
2: yep i got it. well i might be able to find it here where i can show you um let's see I used to just have, <laughs> just, I had like three or four just like old avian water bottles full of different, like one that was brown, one that was like, had oil in it, one that,
1: you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I
2: must've used, I must've used them all.
1: That's but, such um, a good idea.
2: Cause uh, you just buy that, you make sure you don't mix it like in the actual bottle so it stays clear. So if you want actual clear water, you know, you have it and then you can just take, like I said, an old used water bottle and pour a little of that stuff in there and then mix whatever colors you want in it, and then pour it out of that into whatever. Perfect. Yeah, dude, that's da- that's badass. And then if you if you want, like, swampy water, you paint... Because you can also, because it's, cl- it's still clear, even when you put other paints in it, it's still going to be a little translucent. So you paint the bottom of whatever you're going to, you know, put the water effect on, kind of the color you want, and then you can put a little bit of that water effect in there, and then if you want it to look like it has, like, moss... Or something in it like a pond would look. You can take a little bit of like the the modeling grass, like the Citadel, like flock or whatever you know brand you want, and take it and sprinkle it in there, and it should float on top. Uh, and <laughs> then once it dries, you just put another little layer on top of it, and it seals it in, and it looks like moss. So.
0: That's fucking. That's such a such a good tip, dude. I'm gonna do that tonight. I I haven't so even
2: live on anyway. You can even take I'll have to show you. You can take um Oh oh there we you go. See that stuff there? Mm-hmm. It's dusty. Hang on, let me wipe it off there. But you can take uh, this taller grass stuff and glue it down and then pour the water around it and it looks like you know, swampy swampy stuff. Swamp that's my swamp mix. it's my sludge mix so that's that just has some green some green paint some green tin in it and then um a lot of that hobby grass sprinkled into it and then you can lay sticks in it you can put rocks in it and then that's that water effect stuff just like runs around it it's like a clear resin you know and then it hardens up oh yeah that's that's what i had all
0: that uh I think it was like twenty four hours it fully hardened and all that jazz. So,
2: what's the secret weapon stuff cost?
0: Uh, I don't. know. It came in the kit. It came in the uh, the wet snow kit, which came with like the crushed glass and everything like that. Okay. So I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it was a lot more than twenty bucks. But and not for a lot of it. So I'll probably just go pick up a bottle of that uh, Scenic's one because it sounds like it's the exact
2: same stuff just in a bigger bottle. It probably is. They even make one that. So that stuff is liquid, it, you know, for a long time. It takes like 24 hours for it to dry, to set up. Right. So you definitely need to pour it, like, it'll, and it'll spread out. So you got to almost dam it at both ends or, yeah. you know, pour it in area so it don't run everywhere. They make one that comes out like Elmer's glue. It actually even almost looks white like Elmer's glue. Yeah. But then, so you can actually use it to build up something or to make a shape out of. But then when it dries, it dries clear. So a lot of people will make, like, fountains or whatever out of it. Like, we're, say, you know, like, in real life, somebody will have, like, a cherub or an angel, and it's, like, spitting water. Yeah. Like, from the Money Pit with Tom Hanks, where it's pissing on his head or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, just like that. So you um, you can, on a flat piece of paper, like, make that arch, like how water would come out of a fountain like that, on its side. And then when it hardens up, you can actually glue it in place to make like actual realistic water effects or like waterfall effects or dripping water or however you want. So they make both different ones. Like I said, one's a little bit different material. It's harder to use to master. I've tried it on a few things and it looks okay. But, I mean, I've seen some people who are really slick with it that have made some really, really cool shit with it. So it's just something you have to practice with if you want a cool effect like that.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of those things that's always honestly kind of intimidated me because I've got the secret weapon one similar to what Michael has. I got it in a different kit uh, about a year ago, <clears throat> and I've never really messed with it, partly because I wasn't really sure how to do it. Like, what are the best methods to get that down and make it look good?
0: Uh, dude, you've got to be fearless, bro. He's yeah, gotta... <laughs> just find find something you
2: don't care so much about. That's easily replaceable, and then just go to town on it and use all that shit to
1: figure it out. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to, man. Just uh, seeing, listening to what you're talking about, and uh, seeing what Michael's done on that uh, Levi base. uh, Definitely, definitely gonna have to give it a shot now. I
2: uh... like this this rust paint that we talk about every episode. I had that that Lehman rust that it's on is from. I bought that tank in the '90s. I mean, it's like old as shit. Mm -hmm. It was back. Because it was originally a demolisher, and it has the pewter demolisher kit on it. I just replaced the turret to make it a normal rust, but I still have the original turret. That's the pewter demolisher kit. That's how old it is. And I just dug it out, and I'm like, eh, we're going to rust the shit out of this. And if I screw it up, I'll just, you know, make it, but you know, terrain or throw it away or whatever. But it turned out good, and so you just find something to experiment on.
0: Yeah, that's actually, uh, I had to have, I had to use the water effect on something because uh, my Scandistret is I got to drill out the leg to make it look like there's oil coming out of his leg. I think we, you know, we yeah. talked about this already. So I knew I was going to have to do that here pretty soon. And I, I like, to I think I was like, man, I really need to figure out how to use this, uh, <laughs> this water effect. And so I figured what, what better option than. Well, when
2: you do that oil, what I would do is just take actual known oil and mix it with that stuff and then then use that and it'll look just like real oil. I actually have, I can send you a picture after the podcast on my city board. I have a canal running through the city with like some oil drums floating in the water and some of them are leaking oil out into the water and I actually did that on there and it looks pretty cool.
0: Is it all like purple and red and stuff like that? Like when you see real oil on water or is it?
2: Um, it's just more like black, black into Brown. It's not, doesn't have that like crazy sheen to it. I think we might be um, onto
0: something, dude. If we can find a way to make that, I think we make a killing. Oh,
1: well, we've um, got something we could give it a, a, a try on. I've got to you pick just up
2: put real oil in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess well, that's
1: an option too. Sorry, know. pretty. Go ahead. No, that's okay. I was, I was going to say there's a, uh, some tiles that a friend of ours is going to donate to, to the group and it basically has a big trench running down the middle of it, a big canal. So that might be kind of cool if we could figure out that, that oil effect, like how to make it give it that shimmer Hopefully, because I was envisioning it kind of like a, uh, either a hive or a uh, mechanicum forge just with you know all the runoff and everything in that canal.
0: That'd be freaking
1: sweet. Yeah, we have to figure that out.
0: Yeah, I actually started. Uh, speaking of tiles and everything like that, you know, and I wasn't actually going to include it in the hobby progress, but I actually started painting those secret weapon miniature tiles. I primed a block of four and started dry brushing, but yeah, you know, like, <laughs> what sucks is like I, you know, we're not going to need that until March, but I keep putting it off and I keep thinking to myself, man, it's going to bite me in the ass if so I don't start getting these painted. So as my Blood Angels are completing out and, like, finishing out, I've started working more and more on these uh, secret weapon miniatures. Uh, tiles. The tablescapes. The urban street destroyed. And that's going to be the uh, the graveyard table. So I also yeah. got to put some... I've got two Warhounds that need to go together. And some other things. Some other fun things.
2: Make it look cool. I'm coming all the way to Texas to play on it.
0: Well, if you look up here, Ryan, you can actually see. Like, if you, I don't know if you can, if that's too far, or whatever. Do you see that downed warhound over there? Maybe, like, right there, dude. Oh, is that what yeah. that is? Yeah. Okay. Cool. He's, he's actually on, like, he's on a uh, uh, two by two tile or two by one tile setup. He's I was wondering what
2: that was. From here at this angle, I thought that was like I was gonna been meaning to ask you about it. It almost looks like the old armor cast termite model, the one half of it. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen those. If they look like a drill, like coming out of the ground at that angle with like a door on them.
0: No, no, much much cheaper than that. Just a yeah. Thing.
1: See, for me, it just looks like a block, and I was saying it's kind of the general shape of a Jawa sandcrawler. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's actually. <laughs> I had to go under the secret weapon tile, and like pin it so like it couldn't come out, because that glue is not is not meant for holding that big old block of resin on there. So no, nah. but yeah, that'll be that's that's for stiff three. That's something I've been planning for a while. That's like my blood angels kind of kind of tripped up that a little bit. But uh, anyway, speak, back to my blood angels, man. Tester's dull coat. If you're not using it, you're fucking up. I mean really, dude. Like I had no idea. I was using that army like okay. First off, that army army painter dole coat or army painter anti shine, I think is what it's called. Have you tried that? Have you used that? No. I, I, I found te- tried it.
2: tester's I use Tester's Dole Coat. Love the results. I don't know why I would ever go away from it. So so check this out. So man, I come into
0: the game and like For a long time, whenever, you know, I was just... When I was a kid, I was young and dumb. You know, fuck glossing my models. You know, fuck protecting them with shine or, you know, varnish or anything like that. No, I just want to get out. I want to paint them and I want to play. You know? So, when I actually start caring about, you know, how my models look, I start caring about everything like that. You know, this is about the time that I think Purity Seal was out. And, like, everybody, like, made you afraid of Purity Seal.
2: Because it would make your shit like it frost them
0: yeah like so
2: that's what happened that's what happened to me and that's why i went to testers dull coat as i bought the old gw stuff and it frosted a bunch of my Krieg models and i got pissed had to repaint them and so i uh i did some research and everybody said just use testers dull coat you don't have to worry about it that's
0: that's exactly the same thing that happened like i i i never even bought purity seal just because of like if there was ever like a thing that, like, had such bad reviews that I was like, that changed, that swayed my opinion of it. It's that Purity Seal. Like, I was so afraid to even buy that stuff. I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to try. And so I was like, well, surely this other company, Army Painter, they came out after Purity Seal, so they must know about this, you know, white frosting that happens. Let me go and try these guys out. And the first couple times I used it, no problems. Like, looked legit, you know, nothing to worry about. But I'm guessing, and I think somebody... I, I, it may have been you that explained to me at Adepticon that like it's like alcohol based or something like that or you know it so, like something along the lines of the dull coat if, it, if there's any humidity from, uh, from well the the uh, the anti shine from. Uh, Army Painter, if there's any humidity, it's going to pull in that humidity, and that's what makes the frost. Like, it's like a layer of water. like It's like a layer of, like, basically condensation or something. I don't know. But, man, dude, I did that, like, on my uh, Avenger Fighter with the anti-shine, and then, boom, whole thing is, like, white frosted over. It was horrible. And so, like, ever since <laughs> then, I was like, you know what? Fuck that matte varnish. I'm not doing it. I'm not gonna. I, I'm too afraid of doing this and all this jazz. And man, I finally got that tester's dull coat in. Finally hit up my models with it, and I was scared because, like, it doesn't say dull coat or anything like that on the the can I got. It just like it. It says you know varnish and I. Matte varnish. It, it
2: yeah. doesn't
0: even. It doesn't even say matte.
2: Spray lacquer. Yep, like yeah. That's that. it.
0: Yeah. See, it just says spray lacquer. Nothing on there tells you it's gonna be matte like not even well, like,
2: so up here. It says 1260 dull coat. That's the number of the products sit right there. Yeah. I don't, So mine, if you go to the store to get that. it, it's the testers part number is 1260 and it'll say dull coat on S- the, on the little UP, UPC code or whatever you call that. Chris. Yeah, I, I Chris,
0: got, okay. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, you, you found that a hobby lobby, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's where I picked it up uh, before uh Depticon this year. Cause I wanted to make sure and hit my word bearers before I traveled. So yeah, it's it's great stuff, man.
0: Yeah, I, I picked mine up at uh, online because I didn't know that. And, and here's the thing: I'm positive I've seen it at Hobby Lobby, but it doesn't say you know like dull coat, you know, like <laughs> matte varnish on it. Like it used in,
2: to. I don't know why they like changed it to the spray because it used to say dull coat right on it. And yeah, I it actually,
1: whenever it? I went to pick it up, it, I was confused also, and I was texting with Weber because he was the one I think that it originally. Uh, suggested it to me so i sent him a picture i says is this the stuff you're talking about for sure because i don't want to take it home and spray these models that i've painted already and they, oh crap that was a huge mistake and he confirmed so that's why i ran with it
0: yeah it for all of you guys out there listening that like have never heard of this stuff which i'm pretty sure you will have if you go to hobby lobby it'll just say in a little blue can it'll say spray lacquer testers it'll be but look for that that part number as well.
2: Yeah, the part number, like I said, is twelve sixty, and it's spelled weird. It'll say twelve sixty, and it'll say dull coat. It's spelled D U L L C O T E, so yeah. it's like cote, dull cote. It's very dull fancy, cote. But uh, but yeah, man.
0: Once you spray that on, guys, it'll look like it's about to frost the fuck out of your models. It'll look like they got like a white like jizzing on them but don't worry it won't it'll, it'll come out fantastic i did it to my all my dreads i did i did a test dread first a, trust, a, a, a test uh, contemptor and it came out so good i just hit up everybody at one time and just it... make
2: sure you shake it up good because I, i've never had it ruin a model i did spray one time and i didn't shake the can up first and it put a few like little white spots on it but the cool thing about this stuff is if you... So, say it does do that in a small area or little spots like like I was talking about. If you let it dry and then spray another coat over the top of it, it fixes itself. I don't know what it does, but it, it, heals. it fixes It's itself. got a heal factor. It's like Wolverine. <laughs> the other nice thing about it, I don't know if you noticed this or not. To me, it livens the colors up. It's it, really odd. It, dude, it, I'm it, telling you. That red formula that you've been you know that we've been talking about you spray it and once it dries and flattens it out, it like sucks the color out, makes it even brighter, more vibrant and makes everything look crisper for whatever reason. It's like an HD it's like normal definition. And then it goes to 1080p when you spray dull coat on it. It's, it's like the perfect it's, I don't know. It's the magic sauce. I love it.
0: Dude, you have no idea like how scared I was. Cause I, I, I hit that contemptor up and I walked away and I was like, man, and like, you know when you got something drying like you just want to keep on checking on it and I was like, "You know what? I'm just going to watch a show." Dude, when I came back and I re- like and my then my contemptor is sitting next to all my other dreadnoughts and I'm just thinking to myself, "Holy fuck, this thing looks good now." Like legit makes everything pop and then like it dulls out all the uh, the decals that I put on it. So yep. they don't pop as much. They, they don't stick out. They look like they're actually part of the model and everything like that. So it dulls everything out, like makes it all uniform, but also you know, it pretty much like it now if you
2: don't seal your decals, like if you, so you can't just take a water slide transfer and put it on a model and then spray this shit on it. It will frost the fuck out of it. Really? So you have you have to use either microsol or microset.
0: I use both uh, of those.
2: So the way I do it is use microsol microset, and then I typically take um any like a, a paint like a paint on i use this uh, uh let me find it it's called I have it right here somewhere it's basically just like a clear coat but it's in you can paint it on um I'm trying to think who makes it
1: kind of like the art coat from citadel
2: yeah it's like that but it's a uh it's different companies make it because uh games workshop does not make that art coat anymore
1: Oh, see, I didn't even know that, I guess. Yeah,
2: so this one's, like, from, like, Master master Model or something. I can't remember. But um, anyway, you can get it at, like, I got mine at Hobby Town or whatever. So I take that clear that's basically, a uh, and I paint over my decals with it to seal them in and let it dry and then wait 24 hours and then dull coat the model. And even if the, the stuff that you put on there has a little bit of a gloss to it, once you spray dull coat on it, it'll dull it all out. But that 100% makes sure that decal sealed in. If you just take a, a water slide and put it on a model and don't do anything to it, no microsol, no Microset, or whatever, you're just putting the decal on there, and you spray this dull coat on there, it will turn them like straight white. Oh,
1: <laughs> yikes. It.
2: Yeah, so that's the only thing you need to watch out for with this stuff. Now, once it's sealed in there, it's not an issue. Or if you use microsol, Microset, because it... Because I think what happens is when you just put a water slide on something, there's still space between the decal and the model. Like, that's what Microsoft Microset does, is it, like, really makes it adhere, like, sinks it into the pores of the model, I guess. <laughs> okay. Where if you, if you don't do that, it's, like, kind of just sitting on top, and this stuff gets underneath of it and makes it, you know, bubble up and get around it and it just frosts the shit out of it. So just be careful with that.
0: 10, so four. just make sure they're sealed. A little pro tip. A little pro tip for you guys and me.
2: Well, I just yeah, didn't want everybody good, to run out and buy this shit and start spraying it, and then it ruined all their decals, and then we get emails. <laughs>
3: Replace my decals.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, man. That is the uh, last bit that I've been working on my dreadnoughts there. And, dude, that's, that's all I got. That's all I can remember anyway. I feel like I did so much more, but in reality, it's all this.
1: Just baby stuff.
0: What about you, Chris, so man? You,
1: oh, man. it's uh, You guys have kind of put me to shame over the last couple of weeks with the uh, amount of hobby progress. Well, Kimmel for sure, but Kimmel's like a hobby machine, so I don't really count that too much. But, uh, man, I haven't gotten a whole lot of modeling done. Uh, I traveled for work over the last couple of weeks, so I wasn't at home very much. Uh, but before I left, uh, I got a couple of new models in, uh, one of which I got assembled and managed to to test out, even though it was only primed and I felt bad putting it on the table. I, I just wanted to play with it and try it out once, which was the uh, Marigal, uh, the corrupted dreadnought for the word bearers. Uh, so I got him and put him together before I went on my trip. Um, I got another Anvilus, which I, I trimmed and and washed and primed, but have not assembled yet. And then I got a Deathstorm drop pod. I got all the base painting done on it. And I was painting it uh, before I put the the upright tines on it and all that so I could make sure and get, get that red coat real smooth in there. And uh, kind of got myself in a corner with that model. So that's brought my hobby progress to a halt right before I left on my trip. So right now, my current hobby progress is trying to figure out how to fix my mistake which talked a little bit about on uh tfl live the other night but for those of you with a death storm drop pod you know uh, when you put the engine together instead of a, a storm bolter or a missile pod under the engine inside the the actual drop pod the death storm has a little sensor pod so you know I was, wasn't really reading the instructions. I said, okay, I've put together a million drop pods so I could do this in my sleep. So I put together all the, the big pieces, uh, the doors, the base, the missile rack, and I put together the engine. And so got all that, uh, did all my base coating, and I was like, okay, well, let me dry fit this together before I put my glue in, and get this thing put together so I could take it on my trip with me and use it uh, since I had a game plan. And as soon as I... I I dry fit that engine into the tines and stood it up. It didn't fit. It's like the engine was too big. So I was like, what the hell? Why is, why is this not fitting? And I spent that night before I left, my wife probably thought I was a crazy person because I was in my office muttering to myself and cursing out loud every once in a while. I just couldn't figure out what was wrong with it. And then I pulled out the instructions and realized my mistake, which was, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so when you build a Deathstorm drop pod, the bottom so normal a drop pod engine I think has like three pieces to it uh, for the the cylinder. Well, in the Deathstorm, you only use two of those pieces, and the uh, sensor pod goes under the second piece, which would give it plenty of room to sit and to fit perfectly inside uh, when you have everything put together. So that's all glued together. And now I've got to get it apart without damaging that sensor pod. So that's kind of where I'm at now. And for the cast, and I, I was talking a little bit with you guys about it and I've got to go out and find a real, real fine hobby saw to try to saw that bad boy apart.
3: Mm.
1: So yeah, not really looking forward to that. Should have read the instructions. Uh yeah, I know, you know, and normally I'm pretty good. Like if it's a, if it's a model I've never put together, I'll, I want to look at the instructions. But like I was like, oh, I, you know, put together a million drop pods. What what could be different about this one? Oh uh, yeah. So found that out the hard way.
0: Man, dude, if but, it uh, doesn't work out, I have like a brand new in- on Spru drop pod, like sitting in my sitting in my
1: middle room that you could have if it doesn't work out for you. Well, yeah, I appreciate that, man. Uh, I've got a spare, two spare engines actually. The the part that. I'm going to be disappointed if I can't get it off without breaking it is that sensor pod. Oh yeah. That's the part that's specific to the death storm. So I'm hoping I can get a saw with a fine enough blade and just saw that thing right off the bottom. And then I'll just build a new engine from uh, parts I've got on sprue from, from uh, the Anvilus. And well, I, I, have to have a,
0: I have a black death storm that I probably won't ever <laughs> use. So if it, if it, you know what? Just just go crazy with it. You know, do what you got to do. And if it doesn't work out, you can have my Black Death Storm, It's right there. Oh, <laughs> thanks, man. You can have it. Well,
1: <laughs> ho- hopefully today I'll have a re- have a uh, have this finished one way or the other. Either it's going to break, and I'm going to have to call on Michael's uh, Michael's offer, or it's going to come apart. Oh, look at that bad boy! Perfect.
0: Yeah, like it's like it's primed and everything. Like it's meant for yeah, it's Raven just, Guard to
1: just ready to paint. Yeah.
0: Inside's all painted up for you already, buddy.
1: Man, well, I will let you know. Better you may hear my screams of frustration later today. So one way or the other.
0: Either way, it'll be a good time.
1: Yeah, good times, good times. But I um, have
2: three green ones I've never used.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the green might clash with the word bearers though.
2: Christmas,
0: merry uh, Christmas.
1: Is this the so sensor? It's... Is
2: this a sensor
0: pod you're talking about?
1: Uh, yeah, that's it.
0: Okay, so yeah, okay, it goes on the.
1: Yeah, in a normal drop pod, there's a. Where that's sitting right there, there's another cylindrical piece.
0: Mijo. I'm just really shitty at gluing, and you're really lucky.
1: <laughs> oh, that's crazy, man.
0: So uh, I got this for you if you. Uh, if you yeah, need I may
1: it. swing by later if you're home. <laughs> <laughs> that that solves all of my problems right there
0: yeah yeah it's uh totally yours because i'm not very good at gluing models i guess that popped right out man that's you know this is from a different era this is (laughs) (laughs) so why aren't you using yours why am i not using mine yeah uh uh, it was mainly for a drop pod force that uh
2: that Never materialized.
0: No, it, it before I was running my, my first Raven Guard rendition was a bunch of land speeders and a bunch of like drop pods, strike commander mon making everything like you know come in on time. Uh, but but man, dude, like I kind of I, I moved away from it. I think I bought like three of these things thinking, man, these are the best. I'm gonna fuck everybody up, drop it in everybody's lines, and you know, just be fucking killer with it. And I was like, oh, well, they're, they're all right. They're not great. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, now now I think about it, oh, no, it's not worth it. I was thinking I'll take one with my blood angels, but then that means i got to have, like, another unit to fucking make up. Uh, i got to pay the people tax to have a tank. People
2: tax. Yeah,
1: uh, if you wanna yeah have I'm one. mainly taking one with the word bearers just as a distraction. That and to get an additional drop pod in there.
2: You don't need a distraction with word bears. You just go. Here's my Galvorback. Fucking deal with it, son. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. The, the the Galvorback are pretty scary, man. Uh, definitely uh, had had people running in fear. Uh, the last game I played from them. So
2: you got to put some space wizardry on there, and um, they get really ugly really fast.
1: Well, yeah, and that's one thing I've been trying to. I've been getting more into them and reading up on the psychic powers and. Definitely have listened to some of your suggestions. I uh, found out that I I suck terribly at rolling to activate psychic powers. You use Lorgar. He
2: uh, works on a. Uh, he harnesses on a three plus.
1: Yeah, I've, I've actually got Lorgar all ordered, so he'll be joining the force uh, before too much longer.
2: You know, you can make those guys have a two up involve save, right? Yes. I mean, I don't recommend doing that if you want to keep <laughs> friends, but you no, can't no, that's... do that.
1: That's that's kind of a. I think it would be kind of a dick move. I, think just I go to a,
2: I go to a three up and feel like an asshole. Yeah. Um. So I've never even attempted to, to do the the two up, but you can get there.
1: Well, I I would just be happy if I could. You know, get get off casting Cursed Earth once. I mean, the last game I played, <laughs> it's like, I got one psychic power to manifest. Every, it was either, it was terrible. And the game before that, I killed Zardu Lyak with uh, Perils of the Warp. Oh,
2: that's so fucking <laughs> shitty. <laughs> well, I yeah, can't, was, like, I've never killed Lorgar with Perils. It will happen one day. But there's yeah. gonna be some time I, you know, run my 450 point Lorgar and he blows himself up by rolling a one on the Perils chart. It's gonna be terrible
1: yeah it it was it was just ridiculous i was like oh there's no way i'm gonna oh never mind oh there's no way i'm gonna roll oh okay i'll just take him off the field
2: (laughs) lorgar should be able to re-roll perils of the warp
1: yeah you would think so i mean he's any
2: uh, any psyker that's 400 points plus should probably get a pass when it comes to that kind of stuff
1: yeah i I don't disagree on that and i know with my rolling i'll probably end up nuking lorgar at least once if not more
2: I love that idea,
0: though. I do. That's such a cool prospect to me. Is like Lorgar, like now prepare to feel my. <laughs> He's just gone. What? what? was was that was that Lorgar? What happened? Oh shit! Where did he teleport to? He's around us somewhere. It's just a, bl- a blood mist. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: that that's exactly what happened with Zardy when I was playing Jay. I got a uh, a unit of uh, the uh, the Zinch, the Flamer dudes. Yep summoned out and so that next round i was like all right man now i'm gonna summon some some plague bearers I'm gonna, I'm gonna start fucking shit up and i was like oh i rolled and jay's like i think you periled. i was like no oh shit i did it's like oh let me roll in the chart I was like oh well fuck me there he goes yeah just not impressive at all when he just goes off in a puff of smoke
2: <laughs> now it is funny when you peril's and then roll a six and then you just get like super buffed from it
1: yeah that w- that's not my luck though
2: that's happened a few times. I'm
0: just like yeah. I'm just like if anybody out there is listening and they play they're playing somebody with Lorgar and they say that Lorgar can't explode from casting a psychic power, they're fucking lying. He has nothing that could save him.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he, he will yeah, die he just got,
2: like anybody else.
1: He gets pulled into the warp just like just like your standard schmuck.
2: You're good unless you roll a one on the perils chart. I mean, some of the other stuff is bad, but I think only a one kills you, right?
1: Yeah, it's it's a one.
2: You gotta be pretty so. great at rolling and then pretty
0: shitty at rolling. Like it's gotta be yeah. the, the best possible rolling that you can get, followed by the shittiest possible roll that you can get.
3: You gotta <laughs> you gotta
0: roll box cards and a one. So like if Lorgar blows himself up, then he deserved to die that game. That's just how it works.
1: <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I, I, I am enjoying the psychic powers, though. I wasn't sure because I've never played an army that had access to psychic powers. Well, let me rephrase that. I've never played an army where I wanted to have psychic powers and use them. So this has been just what little bit I've gotten into it so far with a couple of games. It's, it's been fun.
3: Mm.
1: He's dabbling. Definitely... Yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely some dabbling, putting my toe in the water.
0: That's how it all starts, pretty. You realize that, right? Like, this is not... <laughs> Like, it's not... It didn't just happen like, hey, turn to chaos. It was a, hey, do you want us to help you out? Just this one time. It's like, yes, please. You know, we're we're hurting. Here you go. There you go. Just a little, little change of time. Little sands of change. Take care of you. Just this one time. It's not going to hurt anything. You're just dabbling right now. Pretty soon, you're going to have a full fucking, like...
1: Horns coming out of my head. And
0: Yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying. He's going to be that guy with the, de- with the demon outline detachment that's got... <laughs> um, <laughs> Fucking Karos Fate Weaver in it and a level three Nurgle Prince with Grimoire and Biomancy flying around and uh Zardu Layak and another space wizard that's level two and Transcendent Lorgar and having like two maxed out squads of pink horrors as troops where he's got like twenty six psychic dice and heresy. And everybody's like, What the hell is going on? And Chris is like, nah, yes.
0: I just that's just my army. I just
2: I like Saki powers. It's what it's my thing. Yeah. Here, here's these Gal back with a two up invol save and a four up feel no pain.
1: Uh see, right now that makes me feel dirty, but six months from now. I don't
2: <laughs> so, know. That's what we're saying. It's I'm like, oh, here's my Grimoire. Oh, I failed that roll. Okay, that's cool. Karos Fate Weaver lets me re-roll that. Okay, cool. I, I made it that time. And then here's Cursed Earth and uh forewarning. So so now they're at a two plus invol. And then I'll go ahead and, uh, with my Biomancy here, put Endurance on him for a up fill no pain. <laughs> oh, and, and then Karos will make him invisible. You know, uh, just casual invisibility. So good luck with that.
1: Slippery
0: uh, slope, pretty slippery uh, slope. <laughs>
1: Man, just if you see me go in that direction, you got to stop me. Yeah, no. don't do
2: that. Don't be that
0: <laughs> you gotta guy. You got to stop me.
1: <laughs> nah, but, but Michael's known me long enough. He, he knows I'm very much not that guy.
0: I don't know I, didn't. I, I, never, I never thought you'd dabble in psychic powers <laughs> like i i feel like when you started your word bearers you were like yeah i'm gonna start word bears but like i'm not gonna do the whole psychic shit you did say that you I did. did say that like, <laughs> hold on yeah you you were like no nah, i'm not gonna do the whole demon thing i'm not gonna get any demons and the next thing you know you're fucking summoning shit you're well, it's okay it's I word bear. Josh. Like,
2: why would you start word bears pretty if you're not gonna do that? For one, <laughs> he was like, he's
0: like, I'm just gonna do like an ash and circle list. I'm just gonna have a whole bunch of yeah. ash and circle. And the next thing you know, like, how many ash and circle do you have painted up pretty? Where are they at? Uh, <laughs> I've got five
2: painted. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've got fifteen unpainted.
2: Well, after he runs those twice and realizes, holy shit, like I've lost the game before I've even shown up to the venue
1: from red ash and circle. Yeah, I've got a story for my Ashen Circle when I talk about games played. They perform very <laughs> underwhelmingly.
2: Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah. They're <laughs> terrible.
1: I have had models. I could have had so
0: many <laughs> demons instead of these stupid Ashen Circle.
1: So many okay. demons. <laughs> I so blame Josh. I'm going to blame Josh for the demons because Josh is picking powers. He texts me one day out of the blue. He's like, Pretty, you want some demons? I was like, Well, what do you mean? He's like, Dude, I can get you this lot of demons. It's painted for like, you know, next to nothing. I was like, well, I've been, you know, these word bearers. Cause well, maybe I was like, we'll see what you can do. And then he texted, me. he's like, here's the number. I was like, Oh dude, do it. And so I, I literally got a box full of demons, uh, 90% of them fully painted for, you know, a hundred bucks, 80 bucks, something like that. It was real cheap. And, uh, that's, that's what started. That's what got the demons onto the table for summoning. Cause if it wouldn't have been for that, I, well, who knows? I might've bought some, but. That that was the way that got me into it. So, firmly blaming Josh on that one.
0: So easy to blame everybody for your powers, for your <laughs> problems. You know, I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, Horus just needed that little baby push. You know? He wasn't going to do it on his own.
1: Yeah. And if you ask Lorgar, he probably blames Erebus. No? We'll see. Probably just a little bit.
0: So, yeah. So that's how we're yeah. going to lose him. This time next <laughs> year, guys. Pretty's gonna be the guy that took the D Thirster to Adepticon Horus Heresy track. <laughs>
1: They're like, why why is Pretty playing 40k now?
2: <laughs> it's an invisible
1: D thirster. <laughs> yeah, come on, Michael. If, if you're gonna do it, don't don't go half assed. Yeah. But it's I don't know. It's it's been fun. Um just what a little bit like I said, I'm so terrible at rolling most of the time that, you know, any danger of me casting some really cool power is pretty small, I think. Um so more for it, it's just for me to say, hey, look, I'm going to try to cast Endurance, so, well, okay, that didn't work. Thankfully not sucked into the warp this time.
0: That's, That's cool. cool. I think this, this pin has found its way into the warp. Hey, I know it's, like, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about, but this, I, I can't, you know what, here. Y'all keep going, and just know that I'm not touching this. Whoa. And, uh, you know.
1: It's like just, some Stranger Things shit going on over there
2: a magnet
0: i see the magnets yeah no no it's it's attached to a magnet but you see how it's not stopping (laughs) it's not straightening itself out
1: have your lights been blinking also (laughs) i'm
0: just saying dude like
1: it's (laughs) there may be a demigorgon nearby watch out are you seeing this? Like, what are you seeing this yeah, nonsense? I watched like, it.
2: it it's... Well, it's just the way magnets work. It's not going, it's like a perpetual motion type thing. They sell like little things you can put on your desk that do the same shit. It's just hanging though. Like it should just like, it should have like straightened out. Nah, because it's, it's, it's pushing and repelling the magnets. Cause it's going through the metal, the poles of the magnet. Cause they're constantly.
0: All right, slow down.
1: Okay. Well, Kimmel brought his logic to it. So
2: yeah, Kimmel, thanks. Well, sorry. Way to kill the <laughs> you know, the ghost Imperial, line. the Imperial truth and all that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I was, I was ready for some stranger things stuff to start going on in Michael's room. So yeah. Oh, well, but yeah. So that's a, uh, that's about it on hobby progress. I know you mentioned uh, starting work on your tiles. That's something that's kind of been on my mind the last week or so. Um, yeah stiff's gonna be here before I know it because I've gotta get that those uh those table tiles from Gupton and get them back to Victoria so I can start working on them and then planning out the rest of the tables so yeah, I've got a little bit more of my warbers I want to get painted then I'm probably gonna put a pause on them for a while and start trying to start get terrain knocked out. I, think... I don't know what
2: to bring to stiff. I got so many armies you guys gotta help me out
1: <laughs> bring something cool bring bring something people will remember you by. Yeah, exactly.
0: What does that mean? Like, you want to be that guy? <laughs> Why do I want to be that guy? Because man, you just gotta, you gotta
1: represent. You gotta go to state. You, you, you bring a, a full fledged militia army to stiff and throw twenty five hundred points on militia on the table. People are gonna remember that.
2: Well, I got I my militia like army. I can have it done by then. I just don't know what to bring. I just because I have to fly. I was just like looking at my twenty five hundred point militia army. It's got like a oh. stormlord and two gorgons, yep. and a, one of those big ass jets, and then like a hundred and sixty infantry. It's like holy crap! <laughs> and trying to get that on a plane,
0: dude. You could they mail us, ship it. yeah. Ship it, like mail it to us, and
2: we'll we'll hold on to it until you yeah, get here for sure. Yeah, I was at my blood angels is a more reasonable army to bring. I was I was wanting to bring something because you guys have seen. I guess a lot of the people down there haven't seen it. I don't really... But I was wanting to bring something different because I brought, what, three armies to Adepticon last year? Or really two. Because the militia (laughs) army is the same one, but it was, like, in its very small, you know... Infancy. Infancy (laughs) infancy phase. So I'll probably definitely bring... I'll probably do my militia at Stiff and then take my Blood Angels to Adepticon because I've not... I don't. I want to take something totally different to, Adepticon this year that I didn't take last year.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's definitely what I'm working on. Something completely different.
1: But uh, we'll we'll see. I'm, right now, I'm saying I'm taking Word Bearers, but that could change.
0: Yeah, dude. I feel kind of shitty because, uh, <laughs> like, I like my priority right now is like so 30k related, like just like getting stuff ready for Steph and like getting my army painted. Uh, I have this Jeep that I've been working on just like, you know, outside of the wargaming world, but, uh, I just kept putting it off. My dad's like, Hey, you gonna work on this. It's like, man, I got to prime this table today and do all this work on this, you know, table. <laughs> it's like, I know you don't understand. I know you don't get it. Cause you know, just, but I, I got other priorities in my head right now. So man. And then I also got this fucking helmet that I want to get to God dang it, dude. There's so much shit I need to do that never ends uh, i don't know and then i gotta here's another thing that i didn't mention that i was also doing i have my two avengers and my two lightnings sitting in a simple green right now in a big old bucket
2: Ooh, what are you doing that for you gonna paint them imperial navy so you can run them in any army you're s- there done you
0: go that's exactly what's gonna happen jay sold me on that one like I had them painted yeah, so... uh Raven Guard with my lightnings, and then I had my Avengers there painted like uh my 113th ghosts from a campaign we ran a while back. And so yeah, we're sh- I'm I'm stripping them, we're putting them in Imperial
2: navy so they can go in any army.
1: Awesome. So. That's what I'm
2: doing with my Avengers and then at some point I'm going to get some uh some more uh thunderbolts do the same thing. I'm not I, I don't I never I never got on the lightning train, not that they were, you know, they were obviously way better before they got their points bump and these other jets came out, but I just with the the buffs to the other flyers, at this point I don't ever see myself really running one. I don't even know that I'm going to buy any.
0: They're just they're just cool models. Yeah, no, they're definitely
2: cool.
1: And there's definitely a me. place for them. I think out of all the flyers, I think that and the Avenger are probably my two favorite looking flyers. But I think for me, Rula Cool, I just, I like the lightning better. But I agree. I think rules-wise, there's there's some better choices. But...
2: Uh, well, I feel like, um... I don't know. Like, I, I like the way the lightning looks, but I've always been in love with the Thunderbolt. I've just always thought it looked badass. Mm-hmm. Um... I think the Fire Raptor is probably
1: my favorite looking plane. Oh yeah, if you if you take into account the Marine planes, yeah, yeah. the Fire Raptor's up there definitely.
0: I don't know, guys. I, right now, I'm I'm on the Thunderbolt train. Like, I like the Avenger, probably my as far as my favorite looking model, even over the Fire Raptor. I, I'm not a big fan of the Fire Raptor look; it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, but. <laughs> The Avenger is my favorite looking, but the Thunderbolt is like favorite rules wise right now. Like I'm, I'm totally a Thunderbolt. I have no Thunderbolts, but you know, it's all right. It's yeah. All
1: I, right. I've, I've never, I've never had a model, uh, a Thunderbolt model. I wouldn't mind getting it. I like the Avenger a whole lot, probably cause it reminds me of the A10 with that big fuck off, uh, cannon it's on the front. The Gal 8. Yeah. The Gal 8. Uh, that's probably, that's why I like the Avenger. Just because I love the A-10. Love it.
0: I don't know. I think my favorite flyer out of the entire game is the Vulture. But, you know, we're not talking about that kind of... Those kind of guys. Even though (laughs) I could have played them if I wanted to before this new book came out. But now I definitely don't get to. Yeah. But, I don't know. Anyway... Um, Kind of rolling off the trail there, man. Pretty, why don't you uh, tell us about your game, dude?
1: Oh, okay. Well, I uh, mentioned earlier, went to San Antonio for work, and uh, it's a couple hours away from my hometown. So, went up there and stayed and uh, had some work stuff going on. And San Antonio is home base for Golar's 222nd, uh, it's a gaming club in that area. And it's a great group of guys. I know uh, Michael and some of TFL had met some of the Golar guys in person at Alamo 30 K.
0: No, no. And
1: Golar, it was a, uh, Oh, it was a Golar. I'm sorry. The Golar's event.
0: Oh no. Well, we didn't meet them in Alamo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was the first time we met them, but then yes, the Golar's event is when we actually like met them, met them. Yeah. I got to hang out and yeah. whatnot.
1: Um, so they, uh, the Paul's Paul number one and Paul number two, uh, invited me out to dragon's lair that first week I was in town. Just come check out. They have a, uh, on Wednesday nights, their club gets together, River's Free, and they just throw down some games and the, uh, the Dragon's Lair uh, Annex. So I went out there, and I, I had actually brought some of my army, but I would forgotten my vehicles. But it had been a long day, and I said, hey, let's just hang out. So we just kind of bullshitted and got to know them a little bit. But uh, we decided to set up a game for the following week, that following Wednesday night. So that next Wednesday night comes, and I had reached out to Jacob Bassett, who lives in the San Antonio area, and said, "Hey, you know, if you want to get together, we're going to get together over at Dragon's Lair." Uh, he said he was free, so we decided to to do a team game, and so it would be myself and Jacob Bassett versus uh, Paul Philwit and Travis, and I'm I'm blanking on Travis's last name, but I know you guys met him at uh, the Golar event. He plays out Blood Angels.
0: Jacob was a stiff badass, right? Yes. Yeah, dude. Jacob's cool as fuck. With his yeah, right he, he's, a,
1: he's a cool guy. And uh he's he's in uh I believe he's in the Coast Guard. He travels a lot for work. So he was it was kinda hard getting together with him, but we we got it to work out. But um uh, yeah, so we decided to get a get a team game two on two, uh twenty five hundred points per person. Uh, Jacob wanted to try out a Nightlist, night list. Okay. So I reached out to Paul and said, Hey, what do you guys think? And uh, as I know, it's something that we've talked about, you know, do we want to allow it at our next event? Do we not? Uh, how balanced is it? And so uh, Paul and Travis were game. and said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll fight against it, you know, for sure. So it was uh, I brought my word bearers. Uh, Jacob brought his uh, Questorius night list, and he had a pretty good mix of the different knights. Most of them were stand-ins because his are uh, he's having his professionally done. Really? Yeah, uh, Gunner is actually doing his.
0: Oh yeah, Gunner. Gunner. Yeah, if you yeah. if you guys need some commission, you know. There Gunner Gunner's a good guy.
1: Yeah, Gunner Gunner Storm, you can find him on the South Texas uh, Horse Heresy Facebook page. He posts on there a lot. Uh real good dude in Houston. And uh Jacob's uh he's going to be working on Jacob's Questorus night list that he'll be bringing to you Stiff. Um, so yeah, so we we that was our side, and then we were fighting against uh, Imperial Fist, uh, played by Paul Philwit, which is basically, from what I understand, the list he took to the Golars event. I played that list. You the, with the Typhon and Sigismund and some dreadnoughts.
0: Uh no 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 I'm thinking okay. of Travis's list. Not think about it.
1: Yeah you're, okay Angels. so you're thinking yeah so and I don't know if that was so Travis played the Blood Angels and I don't know if that was the same list he played at the event, um, he had a 20 man assault squad with a pre- fully kitted Praetor with the blade of perdition. Um, he had a couple of dreadnoughts. He had a laser vindicator array, uh, Rhino
0: pretty much the same list. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So he had a bunch of rhinos with dudes in it. Um, so that was the, the, the matchup <clears throat> we decided just to, uh, we just played a, a pretty generic objective game. So I brought my horse Heresy objective cubes uh, created by ModCube that I rolled out at Adepticon. So I brought those. So we had those for the table. And uh, it, it was a very interesting game. I wasn't really sure how it was going to stack up. I think the knights were the big unknown to everybody. Uh, we lost the role to go first, and we did not seize and that kind of set up the pace of the first round um, because my army with last of the serrated sun, I only started out with three units on the table, which is my uh, Sicar and Venator, uh, my Damocles, and my Margal, because I did not have my, uh, an Anvilus built for the Margal yet. So he had to start on foot. Um, and then all of uh, Jacob's knights. So basically, Jacob was facing down 5,000 points on the other side of the table by himself until I could get my stuff in. And, uh, no, and that's what, that's exactly with our after game breakdown. Uh, that was the exact comment. Um, I think if I would have been playing a a force that started more on the table or if we would have gone first, that first round of the game would have rolled, uh, would have gone a little bit differently. Because uh, Jacob took a pummeling. All of his knights were, took damage um, that first round uh, before before I could get in there. Uh, I believe they took out one of the knights, if I remember correctly, first round. Because uh, they, were, they were just able to focus everything, especially with that, uh, that laser Vindicator uh, Rhino. That thing's a beast with those three overcharge shots. Big yes. fan of that. It's really good. Yeah, so... They, uh, they, they did some, did some damage. Didn't, they didn't really focus on my stuff because when I had it, everything kind of nestled in ruins. Cause I knew we were going to take a shellacking that first round. Um, so our first round of shooting, uh, we, we evened it up a little bit. We did, we did some damage back to him. I managed to shut down his Typhon, uh, with my sakarn Venator. So I got that, uh, got that shock pulse to come off on it. And, uh, that From round two on, the game kind of evened out. I got the word bearers in there. Um, he moved up with his knights. And uh, once we started getting into melee, and I was able to bring the Galvor back into melee with with his units, uh, the game, it evened out pretty well. Um, that second and third round were were pretty even between the two sides. And then by the fourth round, though, he was able to get Sigismund into the fray. He got his Blade of Perdition, Praetor, um, up in my face and that's uh that's when it started tilting back to their side and unfortunately we ran out of time because none of i didn't realize dragons are closed at 10 p.m on wednesday nights so they had a very unlike you know our shop here we're kind of used to if they're closing we know the owners we keep just keep playing till we're done uh they have a very hard close they had guys in there telling them, okay wrap up so we weren't able to finish the game out but <clears throat> very, uh, very interesting. Definitely saw that that the Questorus Knight list. Uh, there, definitely some great counters to it, just in an all comers army. Because I, I think the Blood Angels were a pretty good all comers list. And uh, he was he was able to to do quite a bit to Jacob and the Knights.
0: It's crazy, and we actually talked about it a little bit in the last uh, podcast. It's like how much, like that blade of perdition, like changes the tide of a fucking combat. Oh so yeah, it, it like basically turns like all characters into like a special character with that fucking thing. It's so solid. It's such a such a good good piece of equipment. What are you using on your Galvorback? backer?
1: Yeah, yeah. so what had happened <laughs> oh, was so brutal that yeah, <laughs> there was a uh, a ruin that uh, Paul Philwit had set up a quad mortar crew uh, with the shatter shells, and then he had a tactical squad uh, uh, men 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 sized tactical squad on an objective. And so when I brought in my first anvilus, uh, I brought it down behind three rhinos and in front of a Sakaran. they were they were blood angels. They were the way they were arrayed, I was able to drop it right in the middle of them. and so I could heat blast and I was trying to get some glances on uh, on those rhinos, which I did. I, I managed to glance out, uh, put a glance on all three of them. So then I scooted the anvilus up into the ruins. That way I could just disgorge those Galvor back uh, straight into uh, the... I wanted to hit the tactical squad because I knew I was going to bring that second Anvilus in behind the quad mortars. I had just enough room to drop it, uh, provided I didn't scatter too much. Uh, The other thing was I knew that was going to be kind of the... the main battle of the game was about to happen right there because uh, what was left of the Blood Angel Assault squad was still on that back end of the table. Uh, There was a, a Levi back there. So I started just focusing my stuff right in that general area. So when the the melees did start to happen, uh, yeah, that Blade of Perdition he he charged in with with that assault squad, and uh, and it it did work on those Galvor back. Serious, I mean I I, ate, I ate back at him, but that I, I didn't realize how ugly that Blade of Perdition actually was in play. It's first time I faced it.
0: Yeah, it's pretty brutal. I was actually pretty lucky whenever I played Travis. Uh, I was playing Iron Warriors, and I had that uh, that 10-man squad of tyrants. Mm-hmm. And he charged into them, and right before that happened, I had challenged out that Praetor with another unit of Terminators, and I think I insta-killed the Praetor of something along those lines before he could do any, I, I, Somehow I killed the Praetor, so I didn't mm-hmm. have to worry about a Blade of Perdition hitting my lines but man without that the all 20 of those uh, uh assault marines kind of went into some tyrants and like you know, i'm telling you it was like water breaking over a rock man it was like <laughs> even with all those attacks coming through their saves just they they got all they they were fine and man once all those power fist attacks come back at you it's, it's not a good not a good feeling
1: oh so, yeah for sure well i yeah. had softened up his uh he started his assault squad on the table at the very back of their board edge. And uh Paul had even asked him, Hey, are you sure you don't want to start those in reserve? He's like, No, no, I'm gonna start them on the table. Well, our first round of shooting, I used my focused bombardment from the Damocles on that squad. And I, I killed have. 10 10 dudes right off the bat.
0: Jesus.
1: Yeah. I, it was it was the most perfect. Well, I keep wanting to call it an orbital bombardment, but it's not that anymore. It was perfect focus bombardment that I think I've ever managed to pull off. But uh, yeah, hit right in the middle of his squad. He had a bunched up because they were right there on that table edge, didn't scatter and just nuked them. But even with 10 dudes, I mean, they were still a, a pretty beastly threat.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. That's, I mean, it's got Orbital or that focus bombardment. So brutal against everything. Getting 10 yeah. dudes though, that's like, he had to be really bunched up to get that. Uh, he,
1: oh yeah. They were, there was no, well, he had put them, they were behind a piece of terrain and I don't think, I don't think it clicked that my Damocles could throw that out with him because he had to just bundled up right behind that terrain. So they were really out of sight of everything on the board except for a focus bombardment. So I said, yeah, that's, that's for sure. That's what's going to get that, get that orbital strike, that Lance strike. And uh, I thought that was a pretty good use of it. But, yeah, the, the Blood Angels were pretty tough. Uh, Sigismund and his Terminators, that was the other thing. Uh, he charged Sigismund into another group of my Galvor back. And uh, I, I ate up a little bit on his Terminators, but it, it wasn't really a fair fight. Sigismund is just brutal.
0: We were actually just talking about Sigismund <laughs> this past week about how good he is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Again, I'd, another another uh, another unit or another model I've never faced in the game. So seeing, I mean, I've read about him. I kind of knew what he could do, but just seeing him on the field and Paul was rolling really well. That helped too. Um, yeah, he they came out of their Spartan and uh, just went to work. <laughs> insta death, into death, insta death,
0: death.
3: Okay,
1: thank yeah, you. that's <laughs> that's pretty much. And I even so by that time I'd brought in uh, my Charybdis, which had Zardu. It had a ten-man vet squad and a chaplain, and I brought that in right back there, and I I managed so the one psychic power I managed to get off was summoning, so I, I brought in some plague bearers to try to to blunt some of his attacks, but uh, by that time the game was ending, so I really didn't get to see how that was going to play out. Um, most likely Sigismund and his squad would have just eaten them for lunch, but the the hope was for them just to slow him down a little bit. But uh, it. yeah, it it was a good game, man. Really good game. And the Golars dudes, I, I, again, uh, a lot like TFL. You know, at least the guys I met, uh, just cool to game with. All about the fluff. Nobody really brought. I mean, yeah, these units I'm talking about are tough units, but the armies we faced, I mean, they were they were built in a fluffy way, so to speak. Everything kind of made sense. So that was it. Was just fun to play against them. I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing them at stiff three. Well, actually, before. I know we're talking about having a TFL versus Golar game day uh, towards the end of October. So they're they're going to bring uh, five Golar's guys down to Victoria and uh, challenge up on us. You didn't get a shirt, did you? Uh, no. Nah. He said he's going to get me a shirt, uh, but fuck. they didn't have one there. <laughs> Am I the only one that didn't get a Golar have, shirt? I don't
2: have a TFL shirt. What's up with that?
1: Uh, we we got to fix that, too. Yes, that's one of we... your way right now. Hold on. <laughs> I've, got, I've got some in my closet back here. That's still folded up i'm just saying i want to win them Golar shirt man well yeah before before uh before 222 uh paul had said he's like, oh i got we got you a shirt and then i wasn't able to make it uh just do what was going on and uh so yeah so they get they gave those two shirts away he's like well we'll get you we'll get your shirt don't worry so we'll see
2: so when is your event in october
1: uh looking at october 22nd i still need to go talk to the two game shops i'm gonna try crossroads first and do see, i count uh, as
2: a tfl guy if i could get a plane ticket can
1: i come down there and... <laughs> dude if you want to fly down man head, head on down and, and throw, throw down a game with us
0: look dude for real though if you're looking at getting if you're looking at doing something in october you should probably look at talk to sean dude he's good he's actually holding an event oh, here in same october. weekend yeah, oh, it's october the same 22nd yep
1: yeah, same weekend uh heresy in the heartland
2: yeah. In, in in Texas or in Oklahoma, or, no, or in, Nebraska. In Nebraska. Nebraska.
1: Yeah,
0: it's probably a little closer. Huh? No
2: North offense there. to Sean. Have you driven across Nebraska? You can, <laughs> you can you can stand you can stand on a goddamn milk crate and see the whole state. It's exactly like flat earth nine, dream Nine thousand miles long, and the whole state <laughs> smells like cat shit. I've driven through it. it takes like takes like 3 weeks to drive from end to end. Smells like cat <laughs> shit the whole way. There's like one truck stop in a house there. And it's so flat you can stand on a milk crate and see the whole state. So Well, there goes
0: like 16 listeners right now. Yeah. All, all, all of our <laughs> listeners in, in Nebraska have
1: officially quit the show. Thanks, Ryan. And,
0: <laughs> they and, know. They know. And Sean just like, yep. <laughs> he, he, yep. <laughs> he, he...
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. But yeah, yeah for those, was,
0: those Nebraska listeners, you know, even if you just hated us now, Sean is actually a really cool dude out of Nebraska that is holding a heresy in the heartland, man. And October 22nd, you hear that?
1: Yep, yeah, I think he's going to have some details. Uh, I, I know the last time I talked to him about it, which is the last week or so, I think they nailed down the venue. Things are starting to line up. So I think there'll be some details coming out pretty quick on all that. If there's not already, I haven't gone to seize the initiative to look. I'll have to look. Yeah. For those of you listening, uh, Sean is with a, uh, if you don't know is with the seize the initiative podcast.
0: Great podcast. To listen to. I think they're taking a break right now, but great podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was looking on their page. I don't have an update on the event, but uh, yeah, just c- kind of keep tuned to that. Uh, I know he's, he's getting everything lined up, getting it ready and it should be a, Sean's a solid fluff-oriented thirty k'er, so should be entertaining if you want to go out to his event.
2: Wonder I think, what it would cost to fly to Nebraska. To can't
0: look. be
1: that much. I mean, a, probably like a Southwest flight for us.
0: I have a free plane ticket ride. Now that I think about it, but I don't want to. I got. I have to be here. So, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> never mind <laughs> on that speculation. What do you have to be there for. That's the same weekend as the Golar event.
2: That's what I was saying. I was, I was asking if I'm a TFL guy if I can come down there and be on your team.
0: Oh yeah, I, I was talking yeah. about heresy in the Heartland, but yeah. Oh yeah, no, for well, sure. I asked
2: if I could come be on your team, and you're like, "Nah, we don't want you to play with us. Go <laughs> to Nebraska." That's what I got out of the whole of thing. I'm glad you followed through with that and understand.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Get, oh, my feelings are
2: my feelings are officially hurt. <laughs>
1: Good. if you if you can make it down on the 22nd man come come for a saturday of some heresy
2: that reminds me so this is this is my nebraska story we have to do this cuz you guys have to hear this story so my buddy john was in the air force he's in the air force for 6 years he was stationed at hill air force base in utah so whenever he got out of the air force i decided to help him move back home here to indiana so he sent a bunch of he didn't have that many belongings anyway but he sent a lot of his belongings you know just had them shipped and then his plan was just to drive he had a a s10 pickup truck so he was just going to drive back so i told him i would fly out to utah help him load the truck up and we'd drive back together and just kind of hang out you know have a road trip so he didn't have to you know do it alone and whatever so that's what I did. So I flew out there. He picked me up, went back to his place. We spent the night. Next day, we partied, had a cookout with all of his uh, Air Force buddies as a send-off, and then headed out. So that's from driving back from Utah to Indiana. We drove through Nebraska. But the the, the, the funny thing about the trip was we hit Nebraska at like super, super late at night. So we stop in. Well, like I guess it takes like a million hours to drive across it because we literally drove the whole length of it. So I think it was like nine and a half hours or some shit to drive through Nebraska. So it's like but, long and thin.
1: That's what I'm hearing. Yes. It took us
2: flat. like eight hours to get out of Texas, and we're like halfway up Texas. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we somewhere in Nebraska, we had to stop to, to fill up the truck, and it's super late at night. So we go in this gas station... We, we pull up to the pump, we fill up, and we're gonna go in and get drinks or whatever. <laughs> so I open the door, and there's a guy standing behind the counter, and two dudes standing in front of the counter, and they're all like these big hillbilly dudes in camo, and they get like real quiet and turn and look at us when we come <laughs> in the door. And I'm like, kind of already like, okay, getting a bad vibe. And I look down. This is no shit. There are bloody drag marks. <laughs> Starting at the front door, going all the way through this gas station slash convenience store to the back, and they have like a garage in the back, like an oil change garage is built into this gas station. So drag marks, bloody drag marks. So in my head, I knew that it were probably deer hunters. I would assume because they're in camo and shit. <laughs> maybe, maybe they're in camo and shit. They have a like a truck, <clears throat> like a big like you know rednecky truck with you know knobby tires on it and a you know push bumper and all that shit sitting out there but there's these bloody drag marks through the store going to like this dark like back (laughs) room with like the flickering lights and shit and the garage in the back so my buddy john is like giving me this look so i was just like eh whatever like it's already too late like if they're gonna kill us like we're already here so I just went ahead and got, like, my Snickers bar and my soda or whatever. <laughs> and he's, uh, like, he's wanting to go to the truck. Like, he wanted to leave. So I go up and ring up. The guy's, like, chewing tobacco and shit, rings me up, doesn't say any words. I'm, like, getting the glare down. I'm like, you guys have a nice night. And they just kind of look at me, don't say anything. And I walk out the door, and I look at my buddy John, and I go, hey, did you see? And he interrupts me and goes, let's get in the fucking truck. We'll talk about it there, All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that, so that's scary, dude.
2: That. Hey, did you see... Yeah, get the fucking truck. We'll talk about it in there. <laughs> so, we still laugh about that.
0: You basically <laughs> walked into a murder scene and maybe. <laughs> still got
1: your fucking Snicker
0: bar. You could have gone yep, in. Yeah, I it's,
2: like,
0: it's like something from fucking
1: Fargo or Simple Plan.
2: Well, I figure I'd just play it cool. Just be like, well, i just get my candy bar and my soda, and if they are they are murdering people in here, maybe I'll, like, I'll just like act like a total... You know, oblivious to everything that's going on, and maybe I'll get a pass. You, you make me.
0: Th- you make me think of that movie. Uh, uh, Rick and Mary make a porno or whatever. Or yep. Mary. Zach and Zach Mary, and where you're like that dude just walks football, like he just walks in in the middle, of the like completely <laughs> oblivious. He sees what's going on, but he's oblivious to it. Just yeah, just gonna get my coffee, please.
1: I could just see you paying for your Snickers and you're like, I'm trying not to see the feet that are sticking around from the back of the of the, of the counter. I'm trying not well, to see the I had to that. walk through
2: blood like your your feet are like sticking and the blood like <laughs> across the, the fucking thing I <laughs> walked through the drag marks. They were still wet.
1: They probably they probably had state police out there later, like, and we've got these boot tracks that come through the
2: blood. <laughs> yeah, that would be my luck.
1: Some forensic we, expert. We caught
2: three of them, but we're looking for a fourth. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's that's the kind of crazy stuff that you run into, though, driving cross country late at night is just weird out of the out of the out of the blue stuff. So
0: when I'm, we go I'm to a we got to like we got to make sure we travel at night.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I'm kind of surprised that uh, we didn't see more more weirdness on our drive back.
0: What do we see in downtown Memphis? I feel like we saw something in downtown Memphis. On the way home? Yeah, on the way back from Adepticon, or on the, no, the way to Adepticon, when we were at the uh, Martin Luther King Museum thing.
1: Well, I know we kept we were worried that someone was going to break into Zach's van.
0: That that was definitely something worried. Because <laughs> like uh, right right with, dude Ryan like right <laughs> as we're coming back to oh we saw that welding thing like
1: the building was oh, being welded. That's right. It we was we like some kind of a uh, heist.
0: Yeah, dude, we were, like, totally for sure. Okay, there's this giant bank, right? It's, like, we're walking down to our hotel, and there's this huge bank. And we're just having a good time, and I see this flicker, and I look up, and I'm, like, did y'all guys see that? And Chris is, like, yeah, I saw something over there. And we're just keeping an eye on it, and we know it's a bank. We just don't know, you know, what's going on there. And then you just see this, like, welding, like, sparks, like, and I'm, like, oh, shit. we This
2: is cutting into the vault.
0: There's a heist. (laughs) There's a heist going on right now. And it's kinda of one of those, yeah, they're probably working on it. Like it was like totally <laughs> totally just like your little blood story where it's like, man, they're probably there's probably supposed to be there welding. Just kept on walking away.
2: And then Hey, assume- there's a let's talk about it in the truck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much it's just like, man, I hope for the best. Yeah. Just so, uh, don't
1: worry. Don't worry about, about
0: it. it. Uh, so we get to the like we get to the van like right before we're about to go outside go inside and there's this like dude who's like straight up walking past the side of the van that's in the, he's like walking in the street, walking around the van and he's just like just staring, <laughs> staring on the inside of the bed. And I was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> there's, there's so much expensive shit in there.
2: God damn it.
1: Yeah. I could, I could just see that, but it was like the, the stereotypical case in the joint, man. I mean, he, he did everything but put his like nose up to the glass, looking inside of it. Well, we were standing right there; we were like ten feet away from it. He got his notepad out. He's like taking
2: notes, like <laughs> right down the make and model. Is there an alarm?
1: Yeah, we asked the uh, we asked, and, and we weren't really in a sketchy part of town. No. And we asked because uh, apparently the building that we stayed in, uh, we did we got an Airbnb room, but the building also has apartments. Uh, so. We, we asked one of the people that we saw in the lobby is it like it's safe to park on the street. They're like, oh, yeah, it's not, not a big deal. Don't worry about it. So <laughs> and,
0: and directly catty corner <laughs> to our like building. There's like a little convenience store, like a corner convenience store, like directly catty corner. And there's a 24-7 security guard that sits at the front door of the uh, of the of the corner store. And I was like, dude, maybe if I go give that guy like 20 bucks, he'll call me. If somebody tries to break into the van, like you know, try to figure, it's like he's gonna be there all night. So like, surely he'd be nice enough to just like give me a ring if he sees something. But pretty sure that would be like, Mah, my my shift's gonna be long over before they're fucking back. They come back, yeah. But
1: yeah, I think that was the only weird weird thing we saw in the drive. As far as like, not not quite the equal to the uh, the murder story that Kimmel just told, but.
0: We saw a fire-breathing dragon
1: kill. Well, th- that. I mean, there is that.
2: I still say they were just deer hunters.
0: But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to type in Nebraska gas station slayer. And...
1: It's a, it's like the serial killer they haven't been able to catch for 20 years. Just preying on the people at these little gas stations in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska.
2: Well, he let me go, so I'm not going to nurk on him.
1: <laughs> was yeah, it we a need quick, to ask Sean about this
2: was it a quick shop?'
0: because uh, there's some <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I don't know some gory pictures of a quick stop <laughs> Amco gas station clerk murdered in cold blood uh, assailant at large after shooting killing convenience store clerk Thursday uh, I just have this picture there's a lot of people that of just the... die in gas stations in Nebraska <laughs>
1: I just have this picture of the, the uh the detectives looking at the security video from the gas station. You got these three dudes in camo, the blood trail. You've got Kimmel standing there at the counter with his Snickers and his Coke, and they're like, That's the guy we need to talk to. That guy right there. <laughs> he
0: saw it all. Give me this guy. He paid cash, son of a bitch.
1: <laughs> we can't he's off the grid. We can't track him.
0: He's he's so smart. <laughs> he's obviously bit- obviously the ringleader.
1: Little did we know Kimball is the uh, criminal genius behind all of this. Uh,
0: <laughs> he got a fucking Snickers. He's so cold-blooded. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we'll definitely have to be on the lookout for more stuff like that when we drive next year.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Well, guys, I mean... I think that's about it. I think it's a shorter episode, but uh, you know, we kind of had a longer episode last time, so I'm not really, I'm not fretting about it. Kind of balances kinda, out. Kind of went into a little tangent about you know, road trips and such. I'm hoping we see some weird shit this time around because we'll have all the other guys with us to verify.
1: That's so, going to be a pretty legit road trip.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna. We're still trying to figure out. And for all you people out there that are listening and like thinking about, you know oh, the TFL guys got it all figured out. They're going to be going from, you know, Stiff 3 to Adepticon. We don't. We got an idea. <laughs> but, uh, man, basically, I'm just like... I'm just saving up, like, funds. I'm just trying to get, you know... Like, I, I right now, like, worst-case scenario, like, I could rent, like, two vans. Like, just yeah. With, the, with my Adepticon money. Like, I feel like if, you know, I'm just kind of, like, just got everything put aside. Like, if... Like, I just want it to be like if we need a solution, we'll get a solution, you know. So. Yeah,
1: I, I think we, I think we're gonna get it, get it figured out. I'm not too terribly worried. I know we've got people coming in, uh, from, from here and yonder, so to speak, that are gonna drive over there with us. But I think once we get closer, we'll get kind of the final numbers nailed down.
0: If any of you people out there are listening and you have backgrounds in charter buses, let me know. We need to talk because that's like. That's in my head. That's the ideal scenario, is a charter bus from Stiff Three to Adepticon, and then while we're at Adepticon, we drop the charter bus off, get a a uh, uh, a fifteen passenger van, and just come back. Like charter bus from Texas to Adepticon. Well, actually, from Texas to Nashville, to Indianapolis to Adepticon. Yeah, but. Like that's like the ideal situation in my head.
1: But, yeah, I think that would be pretty pretty sharp, man.
2: Fucking the heresy bus, dude. I'm pumped for next year, man. I uh, get to get to see all you guys when you stop here. Get to do Adepticon. I'm gonna go to Sweden and play with Freddie and Jody that's and awesome, them. That's awesome, man. So pretty pumped. Get get a lot of cool 30k next year, hopefully.
1: And you'll, and you'll get some of that Swedish barbecue we keep hearing about.
2: Yeah, dude. Yeah.
0: When you're down here, we'll give you some Texas barbecue so you can compare it to Swedish barbecue. And you don't have to tell everybody, you know, what you think. You can just, you know, you can keep a secret. Just wink. Oh, Just wink at us. <laughs> yeah. You
2: know, you're like, hey, Texas barbecue's good. I guess I should <laughs> hold my tongue. I should hold my tongue until I try it. But, I mean, you could probably guess which one's gonna be better but you know i I really
0: they got like the display though like i i can honestly say my barbecue has never looked as good as swedish barbecue ever they got the like the brown paper rolled out they got like it looks
2: like well maybe it is good i mean i i could just be you know maybe 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 it's deceiving i mean that you just don't think barbecue when you think of sweden
1: at least I I, i agree i agree but they they swear by it, so we're we're gonna have to find out what. Now that we have a a, a TFL guy I'm gonna go over there, see what I did there, just now, Kimmel, yeah, go see. over there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can we can get the lowdown on that. And also oh. when when Freddie and and Jody, because they're the two that have confirmed with hotel rooms that are coming, uh, we're gonna gonna get them some Texas barbecue and let them see how the other half lives.
2: We're gonna get them a pork. T- well, Jody, I guess, is a vegetarian that works in yeah. a barbecue place, which is the most bullshit thing I've ever heard. Of. <laughs> hey, I don't that. know. How, I don't know how that works. Yeah, it's like a guy being, you know, a Levian Satanist and like, you know, running a church group or some shit. I don't know.
1: <laughs> makes zero sense. Teaches Sunday school class.
2: Yeah. So, but whatever. So, anyway, at least Freddie. When he comes to Indiana, we're gonna have to get him a pork tenderloin sandwich and some sugar cream pie or some shit. Ooh, there we go. Straight Indiana
0: shit. That's Indiana. I didn't know anything about Indiana food, so
2: yeah, pork pork tenderloin is where we're uh, what we're like. That's our big Indiana food. Um, So my wife is addicted to these videos where it's like, like people try this for the first time. So there was like people from California try Indiana food for the first time. And then there was like people from, you know, like different countries or whatever. And th- there's different ones for different states, different countries, different whatever. But it's like the guy, the, the pork tenderloin one was the best. Cause I forget the guy was like, you guys should just have booths at the airport that as soon as people get off planes, you just
1: hand them these things. <laughs> like that's how no. good these are. Now I'm psyched about that, because I love pork tenderloin, so...
2: Oh, that's what we're known for, man. We'll take you probably to Edwards Drive-In. I think that's probably the, the most well-known one. Um, I don't know. You guys can see. Can you see my images? They're about that big around. Oh, no shit. You could probably put take four big hamburger buns and put them on top of it, and it wouldn't cover the whole tenderloin. That's crazy. It sounds I, so they, good. They pound <laughs> them super thin. Yeah, I've never had a never had one?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, uh, well... We'll have to do it right. You'll have to. We'll have to hook you guys all up with a pork tenderloin. It's the Indiana special.
0: Heck yeah,
1: man.
2: And then what's that's, the pie? That's one thing. Sugar cream pie is like our state dessert. I'm a chocolate guy, so I like chocolate pie or whatever, but sugar cream pie is what Indiana... That's like the Indiana dessert. And it's like hmm. the whole inside sugar cream or what? Um, I don't really know. You'll have to look it up. My okay. wife would know. She's the baker. I just eat the shit. That's why I'm fat. I don't... <laughs>
1: really know what goes in it yeah i, I i'm with you i I love to eat i love to try new foods so i like traveling because i love to go somewhere and eat their food so yeah yeah me and That's uh
0: cool. me and my family were all competition barbecue cookers and so uh whenever i told my dad that the swedes are coming down and he's like okay i was like one of them owns a little barbecue joint and he's all all right we'll cook for him <laughs> like just oh, <laughs> straight up straight up like my dad's like what what day is uh what day is stiff three and i was like is this day he's like all right i'll make sure i have off like because he, sometimes he works on saturday i'll make sure i have off We'll get the pit out. Like it's like that's awesome. No fucking around. Like, hey, we're going to...
1: You got to show these boys how it's done. It's like, Dad, they like didn't insult Ma- you. Matthew
2: McConaughey <laughs> in the Dazed and Confused. I hope you brought your wood screws because I'm going to blow them doors clean off. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's exactly... That's, that's the most perfect thing ever.
0: That's my dad. That's my, There's going to be like six extra guests at Stiff 3 that are just going to be like, competition barbecuers, like it'll probably like end up as a thing like oh yeah there's also a competition barbecue outside i don't know if you see there's like six pits but uh they have their own thing going on i don't know how that happened or worked out but that's texas man people find ways to sneak in competition barbecues everywhere yeah that's just how it works
2: well now i'm gonna go around and eat a bunch of pork tenderloins just for research purposes and uh find the
1: best one (laughs) Hell now now I want barbecue. I'm sitting here thinking I was like I think we're gonna get barbecue for lunch.
0: Yeah, that's exactly where my head was at right now. Like, I was like, you yeah. know what? I'm gonna go get some fucking uh, some lemons. I've been stuck on lemons lately. So good. Limones? Yeah. I don't. Where's that at? They're quality Packers, but they're like, they're like oh okay okay the, okay. the, the, the brother the brother gotcha broke off like started his own thing.
1: It's legit though. It's so good. Does he have a? A truck or is it trailer. A, a business? Trailer? It's a trailer,
0: yeah. So good, like they give you oh. like I I know the people in the podcast don't give a fuck about this, but we're gonna talk about it anyway. <laughs> like you pay like six bucks for a sausage sandwich, and they mm-hmm. give you a full link of sausage with oh, the sandwich. Wow. Like it's a full, you get the full length and like two pieces of bread. You're like like what am I gonna do with all this? But it's, it's great. It's fantastic. Eat it and enjoy it. Yeah, get their uh, if you go to their over there get their garlic potatoes. This is fantastic. Probably stop your heart.
1: <laughs> I, I, th- I think we may try to look them up for lunch.
0: So anyway, guys, let's go and get this closed out. Sorry we got to tell you tell you all these people about these foods, like what we're you know known for in our state. Uh, I didn't know about the pork tenderloin. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that was an Indianapolis thing. It says that. But, uh, so, yeah, guys, uh, appreciate you listening in uh keep an eye on the uh YouTube channel. Uh we may have some things, special things coming up. And I actually wanted to try something out and uh I'd like your guys's feedback. Um so recently I've been watching a lot of uh Warhammer Total War videos where they like basically it's like this is what would happen if 3000 zombies fought 50, you know, cygores or whatever and they just like send them at each other and like do shit like that and i was thinking to myself like man like if we could somehow find a way to uh oh that looks really
2: good oh that looks looks good good. is that fried yep deep fried man oh yeah looks delicious bread it you bread it in pretzels and crackers is what you bread it in you deep fry it yeah that sounds that sounds good
0: Anyway, sorry. Go oh, ahead yeah. and do your. So so anyway, it's like, I've been watching these things. It's like a it's a mashup between like you know between like different units. I want to see if you guys would want us to put on our Facebook page because I mean we could do it. Uh, like if you wanted to see a certain like how good would a certain unit do? Because you can math hammer a lot of things, but you really don't know. Like you, you don't have all the variables that you put in there. So is it, if there's like certain units that you've wanted to try out, but you're not sure about them, we have like at our disposal just hundreds of different models. So like, if you want us to try out a specific, like, you know, Hey, I want to see what, uh, you know, death blossom dreadnought will do against a night Lancer. You know, it, I, I'd be willing to record that and try that out. Cause that's just like straight up. Like I, I'll get somebody else to play the night Lancer. I'll play the Leviathan. Like, we'll just go at it and you know, we'll just have like two units fight against it. Cause I know all the time I watch Primark on Primarch fights for no fucking mm-hmm. reason. So it's definitely something that I've been wanting to try because I like watching those kind of videos. So if you guys want to see that, let me know. And that's something i definitely put together. It won't take like any time at all to, to get that going. So, uh, if you have, if you want to see that, let us know. And then of course, if you have any ideas of something that you'd like to see, we can get that working out. Like, you know, maybe like Sigismund versus like 50 breachers or something. Just let us know. know? (laughs) We'll, uh, we'll get it in the works. But uh, definitely, definitely, like I said, keep an eye on the uh, the Forgotten Legion YouTube channel. Uh, that's Warhammer30k.com. Super easy. If you can't remember that, then, well, you don't deserve to watch then the YouTube channel. But uh, other than that, man, if you guys want to catch us up on Facebook, uh, just go to the Forgotten Legion 30k on our Facebook. Uh, we also have the South Texas Horse Heresy 30k. Uh, we always tell you guys uh, to email us. It's going to be michaelwarhammer30k.com. Chris at Warhammer30k.com and Ryan at 30k, Warhammer30k.com. That's going to be your list. Anything you want us to review for you guys, uh, just send them our way. Also, if you want us to respond to you faster, we always recommend go to South Texas Horse Heresy 30K Facebook page. We're so active on there. And then uh, I am pretty active on the the Warhammer 30K Reddit as well. So I mean, we're pretty much like everywhere. If you're looking for where I'm at 30k, you're gonna find us. That's just gonna happen. We know, where you, we
2: know where you sleep.
0: We know where you sleep, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's all I got, man. Gonna like did y'all did y'all listen to the last one where I like brought the music in like real low? No. Yeah, yeah. Like right when I said it. Like <laughs>
1: just so professional.
0: <laughs> so anyway, so go ahead and if you want to go ahead and close out, guys, I will. Say bye. Later,
2: fellas.
1: Hey, take it easy, everybody.
0: And let's kick that music off, boys.
3: <laughs> the elevator opens for no one. And plans are making me. I'm paralyzing to you. And plans are making me. And plans are making me. Everyone looks like everyone Just like snowflakes were already missed Just too busy to accept it And we are already missed And we already missed Everyone looks like everyone Passing days just like butterflies This one time this friend of mine No way that was me No way that was